You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is April 28th, and in two days, Atlanta United will play at Montreal at Stade Saputo. Fun little stadium on the outskirts of uh, downtown Montreal. The Bally Sports Southeast broadcast will begin, I believe, at 3.30, and kickoff will be at 4.08 p.m. I was going to go to Canada, but I'm not now. Um, I'll be following it live from television. You can follow my updates on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. You can look for my stories on Facebook also at Atlanta United News Now or on AJC.com. So if you look at the standings really quickly to set up this game, Atlanta United, despite only scoring two goals in its past four games, is in fourth place with 11 points. Montreal, unbeaten in its past six across all competitions, also has 11 points. They are in six because of a goal difference, I believe. There's a bunch of teams bunched up right now. New York is Red Bulls are in second with 14. And then he drop all the way down to Columbus, which is in 12th with nine. So there could be a lot of shuffling this week. And Atlanta United really needs to start to try to separate itself from the pack so that it can try to get a home game. A little bit of news this week. Three players were put on seizing the season-ending injury list. None were a surprise. Uh, midfielder Ozzy Alonso and goalkeepers Brad Guzan and Dylan Castanera. The team signed on loan Rocco Rios Novos uh, to be backup goalkeeper to Bobby Shuttleworth and to compete for the starting spot. I don't expect you'll see him against Montreal this weekend. And Gonzalo Pineda said today they're going to try to fill those other two roster slots. The way it's written on the MLS website, it makes it sound like you can only do one season-ending injury replacement signing. But I think what that actually means is you can't sign somebody, cut them, and then sign somebody else for that same slot. Whoever you sign, you've got to keep. So... They were supposed to try to do that today. So the biggest problem for Atlanta United, is, as many of y'all know, and as I alluded to just a second ago, is two goals in four games. The offense looked great against Cincinnati. It looked great against Miami, but it's just not finishing. So we asked Gonzalo Pineda, how is he getting his players to finish better? We did a few finishing drills. Yesterday was a little bit of a finishing drill. It was also a little bit about tactics, about uh, also defensive you know, principles and, and, and how we want to defend the transition a little bit, solidifying the block uh, defensively. Uh, so it was a very complete week uh, so far. Of course, you know, do it in training is one thing. Do it in a game is another. Atlanta United should be helped this week. Luis Arjujo, who's come off the bench in the past two league games, three games overall after suffering his hamstring injury that caused him to miss 
the previous five games, says he is 90 minutes fit. He hopes to start. So then that brings up the question for Pineda is how are you going to play Diego Almada, Marcelino Moreno, and Luis Araujo together? I mean, I think all of them understand the responsibilities offensively and defensively. It's sometimes the moments of the game when we are a little bit open when, once we start to attack because we commit a lot of numbers up front. Is where at times we are a bit broken and then our recovery into our defensive shape is, is, is not as fast as sometimes we want. Uh, but I think all of them, they understand the responsibilities that they have to do. And actually I'm blessed with so many good players offensively and, and just, just need to manage that balance a little bit on how to transition from offense to defense. But happy with, with the three of them. I keep talking about this. Um... It would not surprise me if Marcelino Moreno does not start against Montreal. You look you look, and you think more and more, and when Moreno gets the ball, the offense stops. It's that simple. I'm curious to see if Pineda will start him this weekend. So we asked Andrew Gutman on Tuesday, what has to happen to get the offense going? Yeah, I think our offense is doing a fantastic job. I mean, I think Thiago, Marcelino, all those guys up front are causing chaos for the defenders um, that we face. I think it's just that like I said, that final moment, the final touch, the, you know, being clinical in front of net, that's just something that, you know, we're we're struggling on right now. But, you know, personally, I don't think that's something that's going to last all season. I think for me, it's almost just a little bit of bad luck that's, that's happening. Um, and I think that, you know, if we continue to just work hard, continue to, to focus on what we're good at and, and dominate the games, they're going to start falling in. You know, we're going to start scoring more goals. And, you know, now people are going to talk about us winning, you know, 3-4-0 in some games and not being like, oh, we can't score. Um, so it's just us being a little more, little more patient and a little more clinical, and, you know, I think things will turn around for us. I do agree with Gutman that some of it is just bad luck. When you keep creating these chances and the ball doesn't go in, I don't know what you're supposed to do to fix that. Um, but I did ask Brooks Lennon, you know, we keep hearing from Pineda and even Gutman a second ago how you have to be more clinical. How do you do that? Just getting in those in those positions, uh, you know, that we get in in the game, and you know, making sure that the wingers and the and the fullbacks are on the same wavelength as you know the striker and the type of runs that we have going inside the box. You know, knowing where players are going to be when you get in those areas, um, and that's how you, you know that's how you get chances and, and score goals. I wrote about uh, in Wednesday's paper at Lenny United's crossing and the fact that they're pumping in a lot of crosses but not getting hardly any result from it. Gutman admitted that they should be better at their crossing. They talked about the types of crosses they like to put in. I hope you'll go and look for that. You can Google Doug Robertson, Andrew Gutman, Brooks Lennon crossing uh, and see it. Um, to me, if they would start putting in some more early crosses, particularly when, when Ronaldo Cisneros is on the field, to get into that space in between the center backs and the goalkeeper, I think that would do them some good. But we're just going to have to see what happens on Saturday. It gets a very, very good Montreal side. And again, the team is going to be helped by the return of Luis Arjujo. And here's what he said is expected of him in his return. I'm very happy. Uh, very happy and, and uh, feeling comfortable. You know, I think I, I like the pressure. Um, I came from France to, to play here because I was very, very happy to come and very motivated. Um, so I think I think you guys will see a, a different version of Luis Arjujo, one who can, can give my best and help this team and, and score goals and, and show what I can do. Arjo is a, he's a talented player. Um, he's a difference maker. If he could stay healthy for the rest of the season, I don't know if he could be an MVP candidate because there's some other guys that have already scored a lot of goals, but I think he could be in the running for it. 
He's a player that Atlanta United desperately needs to to lead by example with passing and moving and and effort on defense. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens against Montreal. We're going to go to a break and then come back with uh, two questions for the mailbag. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back. Uh, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC and on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And I want to remind you all that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for Atlanta United supporters and listeners. If you subscribe today, you will not only get unlimited digital access to the AJC and the Sunday paper for $2.30 a week, but we are also throwing in a special limited edition Atlanta United and Atlanta Journal-Constitution scarf. So sign up now at subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. And before I get into the mailbag, I wanted to uh, share a special thank you to a couple of guys I met yesterday uh, for lunch and dinner out here in Carrollton. It was a lot of fun. Um, I really, really appreciate uh, the companionship um, and the time. Uh, so thank you to, to Carl and thank you to Richard. Um, I hope we get to do that again. That, it was a lot of fun. Um, now on to the mailbag. Um, only a couple of questions and I've, I've really already answered one of them. Um, Sean, friend of the podcast says, how many roster spots do we have open? Uh, the team has four, no, three roster spots open at this point. Um, there are certain rules about how you sign players if they're season ending injury replacement players, which is what they are going to have to be for Atlanta United. Um, there are minimums and maximums of salaries that have to be paid. So you're not going to be able to go out and get someone that I think is probably going to be impactful. It's going to be a depth piece more than likely. I don't know who who it would be at this point. He also asked when the transfer window closes. It closes May 4th. So they've got about a week or so to try to make some things happen. And then the next window opens in late August, I believe it is. And then Michael, who I believe is a first time emailer to me says, thanks all as always for the great podcast. At what point does Atlanta United need to move on from Joseph Martinez? He's still a valuable player when healthy, but he's clearly not what he was and no longer able to reliably remain on the field. Given his salary and his presence likely hindering the team's ability to attract a top quality striker. Is it time to try to build the team around someone else? I may be wrong, but it's felt like for nearly the entirety of Atlanta United's existence, the team has been overly reliant on Joseph more so than any other single player, and looks like a completely different team when he's not in the lineup. Well, he's still got two years left on his deal, I believe. He's a designated player, so you can't just get rid of him. You're still going to have to pay him, and then you can't, I don't know if you can backfill that. Um, give Joseph some time. Let's see if, if the pain is gone in the knee, the swelling is gone in the knee. See if he can come back, see how he moves, and then make a decision. I mean, Joseph may decide he doesn't want to do this anymore. He did say last year that he thought about retiring in December of 2020 after he had to undergo some more surgeries on his knee. Um, he's, he's a player of character. He's a player of honor and integrity. He's going to give it everything he can. 
I understand your points, but within MLS rules, you just can't do it. Uh, it's too difficult. So there you go. All right. This is another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. Hug your loved ones, communicate with your loved ones, and uh, we will talk to you again. Probably you'll hear from us Sunday morning when the podcast goes up following Atlanta United Montreal. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestick, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.